It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Catching up with Washington Commander senior writer Zach Selby as we enter our first game week of the 2022 NFL season. We're doing that right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app. Your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C. has a streaming app that is a game changer for local news and sports in the DMV. Just download the WUSA 9 Plus app now from your Roku or Amazon Fire TV stick. No matter how you're joining us, we thank you for making us your first listener view of the day. I'm David Harrison, writer for Commanders Country of Sports Illustrated, covering your Washington Commanders. My co-host is Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980. You can find him and Pete Medhurst there live Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern or anytime along with this show on the Odyssey app. He is not here today, but you can still find him on Twitter at Russellmania621. I am at DHarrison82, the show at LO Commanders. And we do thank you again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast first listen or view of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. I am joined now on this game week opening episode of Locked On Commanders podcast by Commander Senior Writer. Zach Selby. And we do have Zach Selby, senior writer for the Washington Commanders. Of course, you can find all of his work at commanders.com and find him on Twitter at Zach Selby WC. Zach, it's game week. So I thought it'd be great to get some insight from you, Zach, for our listeners to get the view from not only inside the organization, uh, but someone who's actually been there every day and isn't uh, laid up on their couch for a week sick um, like I have been. So let's start with the big news of the day. Uh, the hiring of former Washington edge defender Ryan Kerrigan as the team's new assistant defensive line coach. First of all, I think we all knew this day was coming for a while now, right? I think that's that's been pretty obvious. But Coach Rivera praised Kerrigan's speed and getting acclimated to coaching. You've been around Ryan as a player and now as a coach. How big is this for him and for the team? I mean, for the team, it's massive because you've got someone who is one of the well, the most, you know, productive pass rushers in team history now is going to be able to teach some of these young guys, you know, what it's like to, to be a professional and know how to take care of your body uh, and do some extra things, uh, do some extra things to get some more production out of them. I think that's going to be big. And I think from the firm, you know, for him, it's, it's, it's a good opportunity because now he gets to be around the team that he loves. I mean, that's one of the, one of the first things, you know, he talked about whenever he retired was they really would like to get into coaching. And the first thing that, you know, very day after he heard that was like, all right, well, you can shadow to, to see what, see what you, uh, see how you like it. And uh, I think Rivera said that it was very clear how much he 
loved being around there. You know, and there's, there's a big difference between loving it as, you know, just a player and loving it as someone who really wants to get him deep involved in the coaching part of it because it's a very different job, obviously. Right. And he's taken to it very well. I mean, he knows all the techniques. He knows how to really connect with the players, which is a big thing because uh, they all gravitate towards him. So I think it's a good, it's a win-win, honestly, for the team and for Kerrigan and everyone else involved. Absolutely. And Coach Rivera mentioned some specific players that he thinks are going to benefit from Coach Kerrigan, uh, who he said he admitted that it's still kind of weird being being called Coach Kerrigan now. But if, if you had to pick, Zach, a singular player on this team that you think is going to benefit the most from Coach Kerrigan, who would that guy be? That's a good question. And I th- hmm. I think if, I, if it's just one person, it might be the most person who's going to be the on there be the most immediate contributor would be Montez Sweat, right? Because we already mm-hmm. see the kind of guy that he is without the extra stuff from Kerrigan, right? He, he he didn't have as good of a year last year, but he's still you know one of the better pass rush, younger pass rushers in the league right now. I mean, you saw whenever you know twenty twenty was an example of what he can do on the field uh, yeah. when he's at his best. And, you know, last year was a very difficult year for him dealing with a lot of, you know, personal tragedies and, you know, on top of the team tragedies as well as, you know, also breaking his jaw and, you know, getting COVID and all that other stuff. It was a very difficult year for him. So you see what, what he can do without all those obstacles in his way. And I think if you pair that with what he's been able to do during training camps, because you and I both saw he stood out just about every day, both vocally and in terms of what he did uh, production-wise. I think he's I think he's going to be very special again this year. And I think, you know, getting the extra boost from someone who's had 95 and a half career sacks like Kerrigan, that's only going to give you a little bit of extra, you know, uh, production and a little extra tips on how to get to the quarterback more efficiently. Yeah, absolutely. Certainly looking for a good 2022 out of Montez. Like you said, a lot of things happened last year. And I mean, at one point, Coach Rivera said last year there was like a cloud hanging over over the franchise. And I know who a lot of people think that cloud is, but there was a lot of things kind of going on. And honestly, there were some fans, Zach, who were starting to feel like that cloud was was still here in 2022 when safety Cam Curl left the practice field a couple of weeks ago uh, towards the end of training. Actually, the last full practice that we got to see uh, was when he left the field and then subsequently in a sling and a cast. So staying on the defense, Cam Curl, free of his sling on Monday, did still have the cast on. Uh, but was able to at least put on his jersey, warm up with the team, do some stretches, stuff like that before heading to the side field, the rehab field, uh, as I call it. He confirmed with the athletics Ben standing later that he did, in fact, have surgery on the thumb. How realistic do you think it is uh, that Curl plays this Sunday against Jacksonville Jaguars? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, whenever he said he was available to talk in the locker room, I don't think he really expected the crowd of reporters <laughs> trying to go around because he was like, oh, my gosh, like, let me put on, put on a shirt for us before I start talking. But, I mean, I think, you know, it's – he didn't sound too concerned about it whenever he was talking mm-hmm. to us. And it, it's, you know, for those, you know, wondering, it's, it's a very small cast. It only kind of fit his hand and kind of par- right. partially goes down his wrist into his forearm. So it's – he could definitely play with it. I think it's not un, like unfeasible for him to just say like, I, I can't play. Um, I, I think it's going to come down to how he feels about the padded cast because I, I mean the, the contact for those incisions, like when you have on that, those incisions, like it's, it's going to hurt. Like no, right. <laughs> no matter how, no matter how, you know, how, how careful you are with it. Um, and I think it's possible. Um, I mean, I'm, it might affect a little bit about how he's, you know, going to be able to like, you know, catch interceptions or, you know, break, break a pass or something like that. But in terms of coverage and tackling, I think it could still work. You know, if you put the club on there, um, we'll have to see what happens on Wednesday. I think you know, we can, 
I think today was a little bit lighter because it was a Monday practice with normally a practice we don't normally get to see. Um, mm-hmm. Wednesday will be, you know, that padded practice. Um, so we'll see, you know, after once we get done with everything with the injury report, how active he actually was. And I think yep. Wednesday and Thursday will give us a good indicator of how ready he's going to be if we do, if he does decide, if he does see the field in week one. Yeah, absolutely. And I know a lot of people have questions. I've been hit up on Twitter a couple of times. I'm sure you are too, about who's going to play Sunday and who's not going to play those answers. Like you just mentioned, they're not going to come till Wednesday. In fact, before coach Rivera even stepped to the microphone after practice Monday, it was said, look, you're not getting an injury update until Wednesday, which is certainly He's been fair. very clear about that <laughs> about the past few days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so here, here's the, here's the, uh, the bravado question though, right? Do the Washington commanders need cam curl to play in week one in order to come away with a win? I think, Certain players, right? And Cam Curl certainly could be one of those players you kind of have. It's like it's better to get like 70% of Cam Curl than maybe 100% of his backup. Do you feel like Cam is a guy they have to have on the field against Jacksonville or can they pull off a win without him if need be? I think I think you definitely do want to have him out there in terms of need to. Um, I don't want I don't want to disrespect the Jaguars because right. I think, you know, as Rivera said, I think they're going to be very much improved. But I think, you know, Derek Forrest is someone who came in during during training camp and really took a lot of steps forward. In a lot of ways, I did not really expect him to take. I mean, he barely played in 2021. And all of a sudden he's out there, you know, making, you know, these near interceptions and being obviously coupled that with being a really good special teams player as well. I think he stepped up enough that he could possibly step in there, um, you know, if Cam Curl is inactive uh, for week one. But obviously, like you said, like you'd you'd rather have someone who is proven to be a pros pro like Cam Curl, who has made just dramatic steps every single season, and um, he's become you know one of the best defensive players that we have on the team, uh, despite being a seventh round draft pick. So yeah, like it's definitely you definitely want want him out there more than not. But if he doesn't, if he can't, I feel pretty strongly enough about the the safety depth that he that we could be okay. Guys, week one is right around the corner, and maybe you don't really care about the Rams or the Bills playing Thursday, but maybe you do. Or maybe you just have an interest in, say, Josh Allen, Allen Robinson, Dawson Knox, or maybe Cam Akers. That's exactly what I'm going to be doing on Thursday night when I watch the NFL kickoff game thanks to prize picks. It's super easy. You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less in their prize picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. It's not competing with other people and their crazy algorithms just you against the projections. And it's not just NFL. They've got NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA, college sports, and more. Each entry can be made in under 60 seconds, and they offer safe and fast withdrawals. Prize Picks is currently available in over 30 states and Canada. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. With the promo code locked on, if you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Zach Selby, senior writer for the Washington Commanders. Again, you can find him on Twitter at Zach Selby WC. Find all his written and podcast work, actually, video work included at Commanders. Dot com man of many skills and Zach I like how you answered that last question you know less uh, less about disrespecting the Jacksonville Jaguars so much as it is confidence in a guy like Derek Forrest and I agree I mean that that year one uh, to year two improvement is certainly you can you can see it physically on the practice field uh, certainly gives them a little bit more options on the playing field if they need to go away from cam for a week or, or maybe two oh, no more than probably a week I would I would probably imagine uh, but let's say on the injury update front again no official updates from Coach Rivera because he's smart and from a strategic sense doesn't make any sense to give any of those official updates. Uh, but using your best football intuition as a guy who's, who's seen a lot of football uh, in your time, how do you think tight end Logan Thomas looks right now? Not necessarily going to ask you to make a prediction for week one, but just how do you think he looks as far as his recovery is going? I think, you know, in terms of what we've seen during individual drills, he looks he looks pretty good. Honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I would not be surprised if they let him go just straight out and play week one. No. Uh, he doesn't look very hindered about it. I know, of course, like you see every once in a while, you'll see some of like the team, you know, doctors or the training staff kind of kind of perusing around the uh, the the tight ends, trying to see how he's doing, which is to be expected. I mean, he's still wearing mm-hmm. a brace, um, and you know that that can create its own issues because it's a unwieldy thing to work with at first. But it doesn't seem <laughs> like he's too too hindered by it um we'll we'll see how he does in team drills if he does participate in team drills but if we just go flat out on how he his confidence in his recovery and what we've actually seen during these individual drills i think it's entirely possible that he is ready to go week one now he said you know week one or week two is kind of what they're shooting for um, but if he isn't, if he, if for whatever reason his body just says like I'm like it's it's not ready, then week he'll he'll sit out week one if he has to. He doesn't seem like like that'll be a heartbreaker for him. But at the same time, like he seems like he's trending towards being ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. We were talking about a Monday on the field there. Watch him go through some of those individuals. Certainly looks very very good. Uh, a lot more advanced, I think, than I would have expected him to. Not that I'm a doctor or an athletic trainer by any means. But just kind of given the way these injuries tend to work out, uh, him and Chris Godwin down in Tampa, another guy, both of them just looking really good considering their injuries. Uh, two more tight ends practicing with helmets on again, no pads like you mentioned, but John Bates, Cole Turner had their helmets in hand Monday for the period that we did get to see some individual work, uh, no team stuff. But that's the first time in a while that I've seen anyway. Just, of course, I've also been out for a week sick, but. How big is that? Not just Logan uh, uh, looking up to speed and, and catching up, getting up to speed maybe quicker than we expect, but also John Bates, Cole Turner now coming back for the first time in a while. How big is that for the offense, especially given Carson Wentz's history with receiving tight ends? Yeah, they so both of those tight ends have been they've been participating in individual drills. Um, you know, they started doing that last week. And, you know, they looked, they looked pretty good. Um, you know, I think it's going to, I'm, if I'm putting it like a seven of how, how much I expect, you know, seven out of 10 to how much I expect Logan Thompson to be ready for week one, I'm mm-hmm. probably at like an eight or a nine for Cole Turner and John Bates because okay. their injuries aren't as severe and they're moving around with like no hindrance either. I mean, you know, you have, you know, uh, John Bates with the calf and then you have Cole Turner with the hamstring. And, you know, hamstrings are always really tricky injuries because if you don't treat them right, they're going to linger all season and then they're never going to be quite right. Um, but it is big, you know, to he even have one or two of those guys out there because Carson Wentz likes to involve his tight ends a lot. I mean, just look at what he was able to do with Armani Rogers, uh, who really was his only tight end for a long time. And Armani got a lot of looks in practice yeah. and in and in games. 
Um, but I mean, this is this is this is a guy in Carson Wentz who likes to use his tight ends as security blankets, and you happen to have you know a three layered blanket here. Would you have when you have uh, John Bates, who not only was uh, the NFL's best blocking tight end according to Pro Football Focus, but he also had some like low key like really reliable hands last yep. year. He went like twelve passes without like getting a drop, spanning like yep. four or five weeks, and then you have Cole Turner who. Looked looked exactly like everyone, all the coaching staff was praising him for being, um, and you saw why Rivera was so excited about getting him uh, in the draft because he is potentially going to be a very dynamic player, especially in the red zone where he can use like his six six frame to just go over people, and then of course Logan Thomas is Logan Thomas, uh, so you know exactly the kind of talent that he's going to be. But I think you know, I I said you know before the training camp started that this was probably the strongest offensive position on the mm-hmm. team. And I still feel that way now heading into week one. Now that I, now that I know that like they're all trending to be at least two of them being ready for week one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, shout out to the commander scouts. I mean, you know, yeah. they may not hit home runs on all, but they know tight ends like this, this, this scouting department knows tight ends. They do pretty well. Even the two undrafted guys, I know Curtis Hodges is injured, so he wouldn't be available anyway. But I mean, if you had to roll out with Armani Rogers and Hodges, you don't want to, but if you had to, you're not going to be in full blown uh, panic mode, but certainly better to have Bates and Turner, potentially both of them back for week one uh, with Carson Wentz. So speaking of Wentz, coach Rivera talks about having a quarterback now that the team can really kind of rally around and get behind. Of course, we've seen the team get behind other quarterbacks like Taylor Heineke last year, and especially in the 2020 postseason. But on the field, this quarterback just brings a little bit of a different dynamic uh, than some of the other quarterbacks that we've seen with this team. That said, what's a realistic expectation of Carson Wentz this season? Because I've done a lot of radio this offseason, preseason, Zach, and I get this question all the time is what Carson Wentz do we expect? So you think MVP caliber 2017 Carson is, is, is a reality, is within reach, or do the expectations need to be Maybe a little bit more. Uh, we'll call them average for lack of a better term, but average isn't bad in the National Football League either. Yeah, no, I think MVP is a little is a little too rich for me right now. Um, mm-hmm. Although it's you know who who knows at this point. I mean, I I think you know it's maybe it's possible. I mean, he did it once. He maybe he can do it again. But we're, at the same time, we're you know five going on six years away, uh, removed from from that from that performance. I do think you know the. The stats that he had against the the Colts, where he had 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions, mm-hmm. with about 3,000 yards, I think that's perfectly like doable, especially with this offense. Because I I feel that as you know, they had the Colts had a pretty solid offense, you know, with mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman Jr. Like they had some good weapons, but I believe that Washington has some better weapons, uh, particularly at receiver and particularly at tight end. So it wouldn't surprise me if they, you know, that twenty-seven touchdown, seven interception number was, you know, a little bit, a little bit better uh, than it was, you know, a year ago. I, th- I think, you know, it's possible maybe he, you know, those were maybe thirty-five hundred, um, you know, maybe hit 20, 28, 27, something like that. Uh, I think, you know, the stat that everyone's been throwing out is that I think Sonny Jurgensen was the last quarterback for Washington to throw for thirty touchdowns, which, I mean, the way he throws the ball and the yeah. way he's able to just kind of give his players chances and sling it downfield. Maybe maybe he can do it. Um, yep. You know, he wasn't too far removed from it last year, and people forget he was hurt a lot last year. You know, he had, he had two sprained ankles, and he had a, a lot of other you know issues uh, with the team. You know, as far as the personnel decision, like wise goes last year uh, outside of Jonathan Taylor. So I think you know if everything goes to plan, I mean that's always a big if. You know, with Washington, because yep. everything you know as twenty twenty one show you things kind of can go a, a billion different ways, but. 
it would not surprise me if we see similar numbers. And honestly, if we if they do that, I think that they've they've got a better record. You know, if if he can hit those twenty seven touchdown numbers. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There is a brand new flavor just in time for the college football season. Built.com has released their Cougar Tail Puffs, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. For those who don't know, Built is based in Utah, and now they've created their own BYU-inspired flavor of Built Puff. With 17 grams of protein, 150 calories, and delicious maple chocolate coating, this Cougar Tail is along the trail to fame and glory. Now everyone can have the full stadium experience. Its inspiration for the Cougar Tail comes from a maple bar donut, that has fans waiting concession lines long before the game even starts. Built has joined with BYU and made a protein bar that makes every day feel like game day. Even if you aren't a fan of the Cougars, you're going to be a fan of this puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or you just need a quick bite to eat, Built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. So ditch the calories, fat, and the sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 15% off of your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Washington Commander Senior Writer Zach Selby here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Find him on Twitter at Zach Selby WC. And of course, find all his work at Commander's com some some solid expectations for Carson Wentz. So I think that's I think that's more the ballpark of what we're looking at. I, you know, it's it, it's it's not fair I think to Carson and to the team and really to, to the fan if you're doing it to yourself to expect MVP type performance. Of course, everybody hopes for MVP mm-hmm. type performance, but don't forget uh, to your point about the touchdown passes, those touch passes, right? Those those quick touch passes to like Curtis Samuel or Jahan yeah. Dotson, maybe those count. Those are passes. So if those turn into touchdowns, those are those are passing touchdowns. And I'll I'll say this too, um, is, you know, say, you know, Carson only gives us two more wins, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, the Eagles got into the playoffs at nine and eight and historically this, the, the, this division is won by like nine, sometimes 10 win teams. So if they Mm -hmm. can, if they can put just two wins together, I mean, they're, they're right there in the postseason discussion. Yeah, absolutely. And then if you're talking about, I mean, look quarterbacks with installs, right? Year one to year two growth from rookies to sophomores in the NFL. The same can be said about quarterbacks. You go from year one to year two. I mean, you know, nobody's in a boohoo for the Indianapolis Colts, but if they stick with Carson for a second year and give him another year of familiarity and some weapons, maybe they see a lot of growth from him. That's that's their mistake, not uh, not Washington's. We don't need to worry about that. But uh, this whole thing is going to start with Jacksonville, right? Week one is going to be the start of things, and and we want this fan base to celebrate a win. We see the work these guys put in. We want this team to be able to enjoy uh, a win, but the Jacksonville Jaguars have something to say about that as well. Like you mentioned, not disrespecting them. They're an NFL team. They get paid NFL dollars just like the Washington Commanders do. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr. was a star of camp, a star of the preseason, expected to be a big part of this offense, unfortunately, 
due to the 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 misbehaviors of other people. Uh, that's the best way I can put it here cleanly on this show. He's not going to be able to start the season with the team. Where does your confidence level sit with Antonio Gibson? Because I know he's he know he knows about the conversations. We've seen some of the subtweets about you know blocking it all out and and from for a performance guy that's what you, for a performance based profession that's what you need in a guy right a guy who's going to block out the noise and just go to work. Where does your confidence level sit with AG right now? I mean, I think it still sits pretty high. You know, as it, I mean, the fumbling issue is, is is what it is, and nobody obviously likes fumbles. Um, they're very inexcusable, especially the ones that you know that have happened to him. Um, but you know, I think even then you see what he does when yeah. he is in space and it's like, you don't forget about the fumbles, but it's like, man, like that's just, yeah. you just don't see that from players very often, <laughs> even as, you know, even in the NFL, I mean, that, that play he had against the chiefs, um, you know, that was uh, straight up the middle, you know, juke somebody for about a 20 something yeah. yard gain. Um, I mean, that's what you can do uh, when you, when you have a guy like Antonio Gibson. And I think, you know, his, May, some people may see it as like a, a detriment that he's in, on kickoff returns now, but I think it just is a natural. It's such a, it's such a good decision because that's something right. he just excelled at in Memphis, and it's it's like literally just putting you know they're all they're all they're always is the expression about putting a square peg in a round hole. This is a round peg in a round hole. It just makes all the sense in the world to have someone who has a four three speed and can juke people and can has really good downhill speed like Antonio Gibson, just put him out there, kick off return and see what he does. Now, I mean, we don't know for certain, like certain if he's going to be out there. I mean, that, I know that Rivera said Dax Milne is going to be, you know, at least considered for that, for that role as well. But right. the wrinkle, if he can, if he has a wrinkle to him, if he can do it. And I think, you know, I think he's, he's going to take this very seriously. I think he's, he's approached the whole situation very professionally. I think he, he knows that the, the, thumb, the fumbling issues, something fans complain about a lot. But and, and sometimes he got some second team reps, um, you know, during training camp. But I don't think he really like was bothered by that. Um, at least not, you know, from from an outside perspective. I think he approached himself like a professional. And I don't, I don't, I don't foresee him any having any serious issues week one. Yeah, and the coaches have said the same thing. I think that's important for you know, AG still has a plenty of supporters out there. I'm sure in the fan base and. And for the most part, like media members, like everybody wants to see him do well as, as well, you know. Um, but he's out there practicing, and, and pre- he's professional. He's motivated. He's he's you know talking with his guys and having fun, enjoying uh, everything that he can do too. Another guy, Zach, that I think could benefit from this. And again, no player is going to celebrate injury to anybody, no matter how it comes. But Jonathan Williams, I, yeah. I almost wonder if maybe this opens the door for more Jonathan Williams in Week One than we would have seen if Brian Robinson were on the field. What do you think about that? And and what have you seen from Jonathan Williams that makes maybe makes you a little bit confident that he can contribute in week one? Well, you know, Jonathan Williams has always been one of those guys that's kind of stuck around, you know, on the roster, uh, you know, even you know, dating back to last year. He even got some playing time last year, and I think he looked mm-hmm. pretty solid doing it. I think – and one of the reasons that Rivera kept him around on the active roster is because they have – like he has a lot of the same skill sets that, that Brian Robinson has. It's just a little. It's you know probably not as maybe as dynamic as Brian Robinson, but he does have that same downhill patience to him. I guess mm-hmm. more of like a traditional running back that you know really showed. I mean, Brian Robinson really showed how much a true running back can really help this like this backfield because you have mm-hmm. AG that can be the slasher on the outside. You've got JD who can be the pass catcher, and then you've got someone if you need the tough yards, if you need someone that you can just you know trust between the tackles. 
Brian Robinson was that guy. And I think Jonathan Williams has a lot of that same skill set. And, you know, given he, he had a lot of opportunities to prove himself, um, you know, even when Brian Robinson was, was, you know, was, wasn't dealing with his injury. And I think he still played pretty good. Um, so I don't think we're going to get too, too much of him. Mm-hmm. Cause I think they're still going to lean on AG and JD, but I mean, I think I think at this point Jonathan Williams has the the skill set to be a little bit of an added wrinkle if they need you know some short yarded situations. Yeah, sprinkle sprinkle a little bit of that old school running style, three yards in a cloud of dust in there as yep. needed. Zach, let's finish things up with a fantasy football question because NFL players love nothing more than fantasy football and everybody that comes at them on Twitter about their fantasy football stats. If there is one Commanders player that you got to tell people to start in Week One, who is it? I think I got to go back to the tight ends. Um, and I think I got to go not with Logan Thomas because I think that's, I think that, I think it's some of the best one our people already know about. Mm-hmm. I got to go with Cole Turner because nice. some of the red, some of the stuff he did in red zone drills in training camp was just flat out amazing. Okay. Um, he's literally, he's jumping over people. He's using that. I mean, he's, he has, he's one of the tallest people on the team. And you can tell, why he was so good at being a resident target in Nevada and how that's transferred over into what, to what Washington is doing. I think, mm-hmm. you know, especially considering that Carson Wentz loves his tight ends, he's going to see that target in, in, in uh, Cole Turner and be like, look, we got we got to get together in the end zone, man. We got to figure something out. And I think, you know, he probably isn't going to get, you know, in terms of like a whole lot of receptions, but he's going to get a whole lot of targets once they're 20 and in. Um, so I think you know, if you want like a late round pickup guy, I think Cole Turner is is the one for you. Absolutely. A guy well worth the stash. Zach Selby, senior writer for the Washington Commanders. Of course, find everything that he's doing, guys, at commanders.com. Find him on, on Twitter at Zach Selby WC. If you're not already following him, give him a follow. All the practice updates, of course, game day, everything that you need to know about your Washington commander. Zach, thanks for joining us once again with all your insight and, and your knowledge. We look forward to having you on the show very uh, again very shortly. Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited, man. It's week one. We're finally here. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> thanks once again to Zach Selby, senior writer of commanders.com. And thank to all of you for making the Locked On Commanders podcast first listen or your first view of the day. For your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts like this one. Chris and I are going to be back later this week. If you've got questions or topics you want to discuss, send them into locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com or call in and be a part of the show by dialing 301-615-3577. Again, that number 301-615-3577. Let us know how you're doing, where you're at, what you want to know, or what you think. For Chris Russell, one half of the Russell Metter show on the Team 980, I'm Dave Harrison, writer for SI.com's Commander Country. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and thank you for joining me right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, 
Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.